<laughs> and we're live. Hello and welcome, everybody. Hopefully, you're having a great goddamn day. Welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Yams podcast. My name is The Baked Potato. Uh, I'm also joined by J Trades Crypto, as he's well known on YouTube, uh, formerly known as Jay. <laughs> welcome, my friend. Hey, what's up, buddy? Happy to be here. Yes, 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 yes. Today in the news, um, we had the Fed meeting. Bitcoin's had a huge spike in volatility following said meeting. We're going to be talking about what we can expect for the day and coming into the week, as well as maybe potentially what the altcoins are going to do over the next couple of days. So stick around and let's dive right into the stuff and things. So Bitcoin. Man, today has been a roller coaster of activity. We've been flopping back and forth as low as around $20,200, which as of, you know, Friday was just a crazy speculative idea. And guess what? We're here. We are starting to see some bottoming signs in those midterms. Uh, as I put out in some TA yesterday within the Crypto Yams community, we are potentially looking at some sort of soft, short-term, mid-term uh, bounce here. But, you know, to push that into the macro would be really, really something at this point. I don't really see more than just short-term, mid-term recovery, retesting some of the levels that we smashed through 30k being the most important level that we can get back up to right now if we can get back above 30 we have hope dreams everything comes back into fruition potentially but to see a retest and rejection of that level would be very bad obviously for things going forward into the near future um, of course long-term bitcoin's always going to pick up and recover um, but potentially rejecting off a of 30k may be the signal we're looking for that breaks us down from 20 and closer to 12,000 to 10,000 dollars in BTC price. As far as ETH goes, a thousand dollars is the cr the key critical macro level that we need to sustain. Um, as soon as we fall below a thousand dollars. The only key levels that I can see are going to be 800, 600, and then 330 being our next macro support level. So if you see Bitcoin at and around $10,000, the likelihood of, B of ETH being probably around 500 is very high. And worst, worst case scenario, Bitcoin down to six to 9,000, we could see a 300 something dollar ETH. Um, of course, this is all at the moment speculative. Um, just seeing previous major support and resistance levels, FIB levels, all that jazz. Um, but keeping in the back of your mind that these levels are very possible. It's not likely, but it's possible, completely possible that we head back to these lower low regions in the coming months. Um, at, at the moment, again, we're looking at bounce in the short term, midterm, um, depending on what happens from that bounce is what's going to dictate where we're going to go from there. So really, I mean, we should be expecting a push back towards a shorter term resistance over the next day or two, which should put us closer to 24,200 and or 25,000. Um, if we were to see a short uh, rejection off of that level, 
we're probably going to retest 20 one more time. And the more times that we touch and test 20 as support, the better it is for us in the short-term, midterm, right? We know that it's the previous all-time high. Um, it, is a, it is a very important key level, but it's not a major level just because we haven't spent enough time flipping it back and forth as support and resistance. We've really only had one major rejection of 20 and then one soft rejection and then breaking through it which we haven't really seen a correct and proper retest since we broke it back in like 2020. So yeah, we really need to see a lot of things settle out. We need to see the macros find uh, support and or resistance, depending on how things want to go. Um, but overall, things are not really looking great. Looking at some of our more macro timeframes of Ethan BTC, According to the monthly two-month, everything is still completely pointing straight to the ground. Two-month is potentially going to TC down in the next 14 days. But of course, you know, what can happen in two months is a lot. We could, for all we know, we could break through 30, go all the way to 40K, still find a lower high within the next two months, and then continue with our downtrend from that. So... Everything's a little bit up in the air right now. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of questioning going on. And of course, not a lot of people are buying and or longing Bitcoin in these prices, which I think is silly. I think, you know, definitely we're in a region of starting entry and we, you know, it makes a lot of sense that we would bounce from here to at least retest the previous major macro support now resistance at 30 or close enough to 30 like 28 where we could say definitively that yes it's now resistance for sure everything's tc down still everything's in the shitter you know the the dollar index continues to tick up the nasdaq and s&p find a lower high again and resist and reject um which would compel bitcoin again to probably break the previous all-time high it's a key level, not a major level. And that's what I think we need to keep in mind. Key levels are important, um, but they're not as important as macro major levels. Whew, I just spoke for a long time. Jay, anything to interject with my friend? I know you've uh, you've been kind of uh, shorting down today, or not shorting, I guess, but you've been looking at the downside picture a little bit more. Um, what are your thoughts in the current price action? Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I mean, I pretty much have, you, you, constantly summarize my thoughts on what I'm looking for price action as well too, which is always very, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, it, it gives confidence, you know, it's like, all right, cool. I'm not the only one seeing this, you know, I, I think until we actually see a little bit more of strength, I guess you can say, and not so much like, like, I don't think any of the moves Bitcoin has had when it came down to 20, I don't think there's anything that's really called any of that strength. It's so much as just like for bulls. It's just like consolidation at at a low. And are we actually going to break through previous supports that are now resistances? Right. Um, that's the whole thing. You know, it's like, are we going to get because we do have some bullish divergence on the four hour. That's pretty apparent. Um, and, you know, it looks like we want to get some some sort of move to the upside here. My one thought is because, you know, how Bitcoin likes to do things in three. You know, do we get one more push down into like 20 high teens, you know, something like that before making our way back up into like maybe 25 ish or something? I don't know. That's the one thing I'm really looking for here. But that bullish divergence is hard to miss. 
you know, we have some definite bottoming signs, like you said, as well. I think the downside is definitely where I'm leaning uh, more, though. I think there's a definitely a chance we head down to like the high teens first before we get uh, a rally. So, oh, fair enough. I mean, I think if we were going to do it, we would have just done it now. You know, if we were going to continue that move lower, we would have done it last night when we were pushing low and when we touched 20 at around, I think it was like around midnight last night. We'll see. At the moment, the four hour is potentially closing a fat doji. After divergence, the money flow is turning up. The green dots already confirmed. That's another strap on, you know, confirmation of potential confluence for what's turning around here. Um, but if we were to see a secondary doji over the next the next four hour candle um, up until close, you know, then everything's kind of up in the air again. This is pretty cut and dry. But if we were to see another doji close, then yes, I mean, like just, you know, confliction candles conflicting with each other. So Definitely still a possibility. Um, the Fed meeting obviously went pretty well today with Powell talking, obviously, you know, nothing super bad out of that. Um, the percentage hike is what they were speculating in the previous weeks around 0.75%, right? So I don't think that that's too terrible, really, for the overall scheme of things, right? Like it could have been a lot worse, a lot faster. And really, like the market's priced in a lot of this already. Yeah, exactly. Right. We tend to speculate, especially in Bitcoin. The prices tend to be speculated a lot of the time ahead of time. So, yeah, I, I would be looking for this short term, midterm bounce, potential starting entries on the four hour TC. If you haven't already taken potential starting entry based on divergence, um, the divergence is not confirmed yet until the Wolfpack TC is up. But, you know, again, taking those early, very early entries, um, you just use less percent because it's it's less viable. We're still fighting against every other time frame still TC down and technically the four hours still TC down too. So, you know, nothing more than very, very minimal starting entries if you're going to be longing in the zone. And the smartest thing to do is be looking for that reshort opportunity, in my opinion, until those macros change. Like you're you're just fighting against an ocean of downside potential. And I think that that's a terrible freaking idea. But there's definitely room to te retest 28. Uh, there's room to get pushed back into the falling wedge that we're in. We are pushing below as per a weekly basis, but we have not closed below this bad boy. It's still quite early in the pattern as well to be breaking down from this. It makes way more sense to be coming back up into here. May that be the top or not, right? Somewhere between 30 and 40 before rejecting, hitting that 618 level on the weekly maybe, right? and then breaking down after the next wave, because that would be a more confluent, more played out time frame of converging wave as well, right? This converging wave, as per timeline, as I've talked about, is not, it doesn't really line up with the timeline of, of where these divergences happen, right? This, between October and April, are months and months apart, you know? And you have a much shortened height of time here, whereas if we were to come up again, like that time is way closer to uh, this difference in time is much closer to this difference in time. You see, you know what I'm saying? For our podcast listeners, I apologize. I, I'm much more of a visual man. Yeah, time, time, space continuum. <laughs> no, but I mean, usually you have relative time between tops and bottoms, right? Like relative amounts of time in between these two tops 
and the next top, the converging wave, which we don't see here. It's it's it it's not it's not close enough. But that could have been it. That could have been it too. That could have been the converging wave. Now we're potentially seeing bullish divergence here, at least on the wolf pack. Um, and again, like this triangle that I pointed out weeks ago is is the most important aspect, I think, of this weekly time frame. If we were to break down here, right, of course we're gonna break this pattern as well. And then we start looking at the next major what was resistance now support, and it's not great. Like it's it literally lines up with 10 to potentially seven to six thousand dollars. So the downside is heavy, very heavy. And at the same time, there's a couple of things pointing to potentially that we've done a 70% drop from the all-time high already. And what it did back in 2015 well, obviously was drop 70% and then went up uh, a thousand fold. You know, there's still hopium here in the patterns at least. Um, not saying, you know, it's gonna happen, but at this point in time, like anything's on the freaking table. We don't know if Bitcoin's ultimate plan is to fight the inflation by pumping like crazy. You know, maybe people do realize <laughs> that it's, you know, it's the ant, it's the hedge. Like it literally should be used as the hedge against inflation and dollar value falling. It's just too speculative quite yet for most people, but it shouldn't be. Right. Exactly. I don't know if you heard the news uh, from Ash. She was talking about it in our group chat today, saying that they just found $12 trillion worth of gold in Uganda, essentially doubling the market cap of gold. In, and this just happened like two days ago. Who's they, by the way? Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, I don't know the answer. Yeah, what country is, is claiming that? That Right. I I pointed that out too. I'm like, man, Uganda is gonna get. Sorry oh, yeah. for my French, but as as, as every African country that where they found rare and you know important resources, like those countries just get wrecked. Yeah, unfortunately, and I really hope it doesn't go that way. In this sense, you know, the Ugandan people deserve a portion of that wealth. You know, it's their wealth. It's not America's wealth. It's not China's wealth. It's not the UK, whatever. It's not India's wealth, you know? It's Uganda. Ugandian. I really, I really hope that they they work that out properly. But again, they just, you know, that literally doubles the whole global supply. And then it happened over the course of a couple of days. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, just found $12 trillion worth of gold. Yeah, heads up. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays a part into this whole scheme of things as well. Oh, look, gold just went from 1840 to 920. Oh, man, there it is. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> Take that, Warren Buffett. Or, you know, <laughs> he's Berkshire Hathaway. But, you know, it's like all the gold maxis. Yeah, I was thinking of that one dude um, said Bitcoin was going to zero. I can't remember his name right now. He's going to be having a shit fit. My goal, no, whatever. Check the chat quick. Any of you guys other than Ash? Have you, I mean, actually, Ash, have you, was there anything else that uh, Mr. Powell said? Anything important that we should be paying attention to? Their main goal is to get inflation down to 2%, but keeping the job market strong, which labor, the questions, that's what I just uh, jumped off to get in here, but it's kind of, doesn't really work like that, but they're saying that their main goal, they need to get inflation back to 2%. Um, they've realized that, that there's going to be some layoffs, but that's the only way to get this in control. But I, I mean, they needed to do 
the hikes, as I said. So the 0.75, I think they're going to do another one in July, so next month. But that the tightening should definitely help get that percentage down. Did they really have a plan on how they were going to push this incentive of 2%? Did they say anything oh, about that? That's what he was touching on, and I didn't want to miss this, so I have it paused. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, interesting. So, I mean, that's it's pretty good news that they've at least realized that there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> An issue. It, it's still the, you know, gas prices and, and there's so many things out of the Fed's control that, you know, with commodities and, and the war going on, they really have no control over, which I think is BS, but... I, I think it's BS too. I mean, you look at the quarterly uh, profits of the oil companies and like they've doubled their profits. In oh, one. it's in Exxon. I don't know how they sleep at night. Exactly. So it's easier for the government to just remove accountability and say they can't do anything about it. Of course it is. But that's their freaking job. Yeah. Yep. You know? I mean, it's like, it's like the airlines. They cancel your flight. And they'll say it's due to bad weather and you're looking outside and the sun is beaming and it's beautiful out. But that's the only reason that they can give you where they don't have to give you a refund. Right. There's always something. No accountability over there. Oh, by the way, everyone on the podcast, this is Ash. Ashley, welcome. By the way, I don't think we've had you on the show before. On the show. I feel like I'm on a <laughs> the night show. Hey, hey, you're, you're one of the lucky winners. I know. Uh, have you ever won a sweepstakes? You get to be on the show. I love it. No, I only did uh, the one-on-one video. That was it. That was about it. That's that's right. Exactly. Some of you may re- recognize her from said video. Well, glad to be here. Excellent. I think if we close over on the four hour here, just to like give some TA, I guess, real quick here, because this four hour is going to close in about a half an hour. Um, if we close over. And this is on regular candles, of course, uh, what I'm saying. But if we close above 21,735, it depends on your exchange. I'm using Coinbase. But pretty much close over 21,735, then I think we may see some more continuation up to about 23,000. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I'm looking higher personally, but I think we would sell out around 23, maybe coming back to retest uh, those previous levels of 21,7 to 21,5 from 23 but you know continuing to build higher lows from that like essentially on the four hour we don't have a higher low in any of the shorter time frame right so if we could potentially get a higher low converging wave for this smaller div yeah we'd be in much better shape to then potentially get to retest 25 or even even 28 um but at the moment that seems like a stretch right yeah i agree i think we're gonna have to consolidate a little bit more here yeah um more than likely, because a lot of the low time frames look like they want to come down a little bit. And then, you know, the mid time frames. Yeah. So we'll probably consolidate for a little longer here. Sure. But even if, even if it takes all day and night today and by tomorrow, we're continuing to, you know, pick up higher lows, continuing to build volume. Hopefully that fear and greed index starts to bounce from this level. I think like there really is some potential here to to do something with it, you know, like it, it seems like the last couple of times we've had potential, it's just been shot down, but now we're on a major, major all time high key level support, um, where we didn't have that before the fear and greed index at seven points. So amazing. Unreal. 
we've only been under 10, I think a total of three times in history for a matter of days at a time. It is a bullish signal in my opinion, but obviously the macros are still against us. We would need to see those completely turn around at this point to get anything more than just relief uh, rebound and to grab liquidity because it really like there's not a lot of people longing. There's not a lot of people buying Bitcoin in this region other than smart money in Wales, like always. Yeah, we, we should really see something from this, if not just a little bit uh, to retest that 30K and reject. And if if we reject, you know, we'll see how well hold 20 holds up the next time we come back to it. What a nice rally that could be, though, if we did get to 30, you know, just like think about that it's pretty good you know it's a good 30 something percent from here so enjoy the rallies but because the macro is bearish in general remember this could just be a rally you know so if you're hodling and you just don't care whatever you know uh but if you're a trader something to look for you know yeah i mean this is all it it, i mean from 20 it's 50 percent 50 percent up to 30 now we just did 10 percent today just in the last hour 20,000 to 22,000. So, I mean, it's very, very possible. We're, we're really, really oversold at this point, I believe. Like, is there anything else in the news that you guys have seen? I'd love to hear some feedback from some of the boys. I think, um, just adding on to what Ash said, regards to the Fed. So, their next move has been positioned as 0.5 or 0.75 uh, to give themselves a, a bit of room to move. Their hope is that CPI will obviously taper and, and maybe even come down. So I think the most important thing to look for next is just keeping your eye on the CPI index because that's what is really moving the market and the Fed is then reacting to that. Um, I do think it's important to kind of listen to your comments in terms of like the time frame and what you're going to do here. Are you going to invest? Are you going to trade? It looks like, you know, uh, scalping the swing is probably the right strategy. But uh, the last part of what Jerome Powell did say was, you know, they're targeting 2024 when they will start to bring rates back down. You know, so personally, bit of a relief bounce. Rates are going to keep on going up, you know, over the next year, 18 months, two years. Um, but the alignment with 2024 is just, you know, I think uh, just as the OGs like yourself in slum, you know, there's another cycle coming. Get ready for that. Yeah, we've brought up 2024 a number of times. That really, I mean, you know, it just it really depends how this all plays out. If we we get all the dumping over and done with within the next year, um, then 2024 looks really good. Um, if we just go sideways, essentially until 2024, it doesn't look great. You know, we're probably going to have a much bigger crash in the S and P in that region if we just like kick the can down the road for the next two years. Um, the faster we can get it over with and reset some of the market condition stuff, um, I think the better off we'll be. Rip the Band-Aid. Yeah, exactly. Just rip it off, heal it up naturally. Uh, like, let's get this thing over with. But uh, I really, you know, they're not going to just let it all go at once, right? They're going to try and ease it, lick their wounds as much as they can along the way. So that it doesn't just <laughs> jump off a cliff. Yeah. Ultimately, you know? what we need to see is interest rates being above CPI. Right. 
so that is like you know write that on a a piece of paper and stick it to your forehead and <laughs> look at the mirror a lot or stick it on your screen and i think like you'll see the end of the pain when that happens in the fed or in a space where they can start easing interest rates and perhaps even quantitative easing again which was a massive trigger for liquidity and flow so that's the macro like bat signal i think i'll track that Sure, P.O., excellent. Thank you. Yes. Jay, you have any finishing thoughts? At this point, at this point, eh, I've pretty much said what I'm thinking here. And it's like, you know, we're getting we're getting a little bit of a push up here, which is great. But, uh, you know, I'm still I'm still weary. I think we'll probably consolidate here until our next session, more than likely um, under like 24, 20 to 24, I think. And we'll 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 continue doing this for a little bit before we get a resolution. That's my thought. Yes, which is nice. That's a twenty percent range, isn't that funny? That's it. Like that's outrageous. <laughs> Crypto, you know. I mean, you put this, you know, the same type of idea four years ago. That range would have been four percent, maybe, and you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really good. Twenty percent range would be great, at least for the traders. I know that, you know, a lot of people are done with crypto because it's just been so sideways, so non-fun, like <laughs> there's no activity. Um, so something like that would be would be spiraculous. All right. With all that being said, we appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you check out TripleConfirmation.com if you have not yet for all the fine details. Make sure you check out the Crypto Yams Discord as well as the Triple Yam, the Triple Confirmation Discord. Uh, both links you will find in the descriptions of the podcast pages. And make sure you check out J Trades Crypto on YouTube, uh, streaming multiple days a week, giving you guys live updates on the fly. Trading, yeah, baby. Yeah, get that, get that, get that call out in there, baby. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right. Hopefully, you guys have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye bye.